fighting for freedom every day. You as the individual, you have the power. You don't have to join a union. You go in as an entry-level position. You get the experience that you need. And then as you work up, you get better at your job, which means they pay you more. If they don't pay you more, then you go to another company to show what you've learned and what your value is to where you can get more. If they really don't like that, then you can go and start your own damn business because we have a free market laissez-faire capitalist society allegedly, to where you can actually go off and do your own thing. This is the Voice of Reason with Andy Hoosier. You're darn right it is. Welcome back into the program. It is a Friday here on the Voice of Reason, the greatest day of the entire week. You finally made it to the end. Celebrate. Enjoy just a little bit. Kick back. Enjoy. Have a margarita. Apparently, that's what Jen Saki wants you to do. <laughs> they had a rough week. Let's just chalk it up to that. They had a rough week. We'll get to that in just a second. Welcome into the show, Broadcasting Live. Out of the heart of the nation here in Wichita, Kansas, on our flagship radio station, all of the country, radio, TV, live streaming, and podcasting, wherever you may be watching or listening, your millennial general reporting for duty. Welcome aboard, and thanks for hanging out with us today. First off, programming notes. Um, yesterday had a bit of an audio issue with our live stream on the Opslens app, so if it is working, let me know. If it's not, let me know as well. I was changing up some of the graphics on our live stream and apparently the background moving graphic that i have had sound effects behind it and it was a weird clunking clanking weird thing so it threw it off it distorted our audio i think we got it all fixed so let me know if there's any issues and we'll get that uh rectified right away coming up on the program today excited to have on the program she's with the center for family and human rights out of new york and washington dc it's alexis fragosa We'll have her on the show talking about some of the Biden picks that are not the most human rights or family or individually sovereign minded. So we'll talk about that coming up in a little bit. Plus, we have going on right now the March for Life in Washington, D.C. It's it's Donald Trump likes to say it's huge. It's bigly. There's massive crowd out there. So we'll talk about that here in a little bit as well. But let's first off reminisce from the week and see how things turned out for the Biden administration. What do you think? <laughs> let's go into the Biden basement. Now, obviously, Joe Biden had his first press conference this week and like the first year of his administration. So thanks for that, being very transparent and open to the public. And he sat there and took media questions a couple of days ago for his one year anniversary as president of the United States. Then we had after that, because he bombed it and it was terrible, we bombed it. So the next day we have to have the vice president come out and try to recover from him and salvage a little bit and try and rebrand herself by not being the... Mm. FCC violating word that uh, we try to say that uh, she has been throughout her entire political career and she kind of bombed that one as well. So what happened is today we had to have the press lady Jen Psaki come out and try and do a recap from the week on how it went and all the losses that they've had from this week. Well, the path forward is we have to keep fighting. Uh, look, I think this week has been frustrating, devastating angering, all of those things. And everybody who's been fighting for this, there's so many activists across the country who have been so central to getting to this point. I mean, just a year ago, there were more people who were opposed to filibuster changes in the Senate. So we've made some progress on that front, but we've got to stay at it. So my advice to everyone out there who's frustrated, sad, angry, pissed off, feel those emotions, go to a kickboxing class, have a margarita, do whatever you need to do this weekend, and then wake up on Monday morning, we got to keep fighting. <laughs> That was her recommendation for individuals on The View today. Now, why she went on The View, of course, I don't know who anybody watches The View. The hens pecking at each other all the time. But nonetheless, she was on The View trying to rally the troops and recover a little bit because as the communications lady, that's her job. 
Joe Biden failed miserably on his speech on Wednesday. Uh, Kamala Harris failed in her interviews in the media yesterday. And Jen Psaki had to go on The View today to try and do a little bit of a damage control for those because they're not doing well in the polls, as we've talked about over the last few days. What happened this week for the Biden administration? First off, there's really good news for us that came out just today. As our breaking news story of the day is that, uh, according to Newsmax.com, that a U.S. federal judge out of uh, Texas has officially blocked the Biden's federal employee COVID-19 vaccine mandate. I mean, come on. Come on. They can't lose any more than they have already, can they? Level it up, baby. They've already lost in the OSHA mandates with the U.S. Supreme Court. Now the one mandate that he tried to put in place for all federal employees. And by the way, that has had a disastrous effect on not just federal employees and federal companies, but also companies that contract with the federal government that they assume as uh, under federal contracts and federal employees to a degree, subcontractors or whatever you want to call them uh, there. They were mandated for it as well. I live in Wichita, Kansas, where my flagship radio station is here that broadcasts the program. We have a lot of aviation, a lot of aviation workers. Any aviation uh, company that builds airplanes or parts for airplanes that contracts for the federal government had to mandate all of their employees to get the vaccine for COVID-19. It's been a disaster. But now we have a U.S. judge that's blocked out. So now, Joe Biden again, you're 0 for 2 there, buddy. You're 0 for 2 when it comes to vaccine mandates and trying to impose your will as a bureaucrat and as the executive power that you think you have, that you don't really have, but you think you have. You're 0 for 2 now when it comes to mandates and forcing everybody to get the vaccine. The damage is done, though, already. That's the sad part. This has gone on since, what, September? So now we're October, November, December. We're going into four months now of a vaccine mandate for federal employees where businesses have had to force their people to do that. And people that didn't want to get the vaccine man, uh, vaccine for COVID-19 have had to get it or else losing their jobs. And now the U.S. judge blocks it. I mean, it's good that we blocked it. It was needed. We had to do it. But it's a little daily dollar short because most businesses have kind of uh, moved and maneuvered and positioned themselves to force their employees to do that by now already. So it's kind of sad, but at least it's some good news. But we've had the in two in a two weeks time frame, three weeks time frame, we've had the OSHA mandate shut down, and now we've had the federal employee vaccine mandate shut down. Here's the next good bit of juicy news for the Biden administration, according to Bloomberg.com. They're looking at when inflation is going to slow down to where things can actually be affordable again. We could get back on track economically, and maybe we could actually start fixing issues economically in the country. They say, according to Bloomberg. That the inflation slowdown isn't set to be expected until 2023. Okay, can we play it again? <laughs> yeah. Ladies and gentlemen, you're expecting to have a 7 to 8% inflation rate all this year. It's not going to slow down on inflation until next year in 2023. Why? According to U.S. Treasury Secretary Janet Yellen delivered the Rousey outlook for the U.S. economy, saying while acknowledging that prices uh, price rises represent a valid policy concern... Really, they represent a valid policy. You're valid in trying to say that the inflation's a little bit too high. You're valid in saying, yeah, maybe it's just a little bit too much. Now, according to CNBC, they told, say something completely different. Perhaps I have ever seen shit. So, can we play that again? To me, we have the strongest economy. Perhaps. Yeah, the strongest economy, strongest recovery from the boom, from the evil Donald Trump, from the evil COVID 19 pandemic. Uh, so good that we're going to see inflation for the next year and it won't slow down until 2023. 
She said the U.S. labor market is exceptionally strong and call, uh, forecasts a 3.3% growth for 2022, quote, a stunning economic and policy achievement. That could also be just recovering from COVID and getting people back to their normal jobs like we were prior to COVID-19. But I digress. The Treasury Secretary's remarks contrast with the widespread public sentiment in the U.S. that the economy is still on the wrong track and worries that the high inflation will continue to erode the buying power of households. What this comes down to is that they are desperate to try and put a shiny shine on the um, dog, you know what, that's outside laying in the yard and trying to polish it up. You know how they do that with commercials? You know, with food, they squirt it to where it's nice and shiny and it's like dripping and it's all nice and it looks cool and it's all it's all polished. That's what they're doing with the dog stuff outside called the economy and saying it's good. That's why they try to say Joe Biden's created six million jobs. No, he hasn't. That you can't shut down an economy and then say, oh, the economy's back after a pandemic, bring people back into the workforce and then say, ha ha, he created all these new jobs. No, you didn't. They're just, I tell the all the forces, it is all the forces that be. It is every power at play. It is every department, every agency doing what they can to salvage this because they are in such a bad shape that they can't come back from this. But what's happened now? We have an outlook to where inflation won't go away for another year. Expect, anticipate, while you're doing your personal family budget for the next year, recognize the inflation's not going away until 2023. One hit on the Obama, uh, the Obama, the Obiden, the Obiden administration. U.S. judge blocks the vaccine mandates for federal employees. That's strike number two. The OSHA mandate that, that came down saying that you're not allowed to force private businesses to do the uh, uh, the vaccine mandate again. That's strike number three. Fox News headline again today. New York City hate crimes are doubled with some attacks on certain individuals or certain groups of people up near 343 percent. In Manhattan and New York City. That's insane. That's insane. Because of Democrats running things, because of policies from the Biden administration, because of policies from the state of New York with the Democrat hacks there, and with policies coming out from the mayor and the city of New York itself, hate crimes are doubled all over the place, and some rising is near 300%. The breakdown of that number, and again, Another hit for the Biden administration right now while they're trying to say the, econ- the, the economy's coming back, the country's coming back, people are getting along again, and that you know our lovey-dovey, holding-hand, liberal, socialist, crazy policies are working and people are getting... Remember, this is the Biden administration that said hate crimes were up because Donald Trump was so divisive. Because saying Donald Trump was a hate monger, he was a racist, he was a bigot, he hated minority groups, and that he's creating the tension in the nation. That was the play for the last four years during the Trump administration. In New York City alone, where Democrats run the country, run the state, and run the city. Asian hate crimes are up 25% overall, a 343% change from 2020 to 2021. Black hate crimes up 6% overall. Uh, let's see. Gender issues are up 4%. Hispanics up 1%. A 700% change year over year on the Hispanic vote, by the way. A total, it's up near 1%. Jewish communities up near 38% in overall hate crimes against the Jewish population in New York City. Year over year, it's a near 54% increase. Muslim hate crimes, not under Donald Trump, but under the Joe Biden administration and Democrats that were going to get rid of hate in the country because they're all lovey-dovey. Muslim hate crimes in New York City are up 180% year over year. Overall, a total of 3% increase of the total um, hate crime increases. 
Other religions up near 2%. Sexual orientation year over year up 169% in hate crimes on sexual orientations. Here's another one for you. A 100% increase year over year on hate crimes against white individuals. <laughs> now, again, this is under the Biden administration. This is hit after hit after hit that the Biden administration's taking. And no matter what positive spin or shiny little spray they're putting on the thing outside that's laying in the yard from your dog, it's not going to look any better. And Biden tried it on Wednesday and it failed. And Kamala tried it on Thursday and it failed. And now we have Jen Psaki out there just saying, hey, take a drink, go take a margarita this this week and let's get back at it next week. Well, the week. path is we have to keep fighting. Uh, look, I think this week has been frustrating, devastating, angering all of those things and everybody who's been fighting for this. There's so many activists across the country who have been so central to getting to this point. I mean, just a year ago, there were more people who were opposed to filibuster changes in the Senate. So we've made some progress on that front, but we've got to stay at it. So my advice to everyone out there who's frustrated, sad, angry, pissed off, feel those emotions, go to a kickboxing class, have a margarita, do whatever you need to do this weekend, and then wake up on Monday morning. We've got to keep fighting. Fight for what? The agenda's dead. The filibuster's gone. You're not going to repeal the filibuster. Joe Manchin doesn't like that idea. Democrats recognize that if they do it now and then they still lose the midterm elections, that they're going to not be able to get everything back because Republicans will come in and repeal everything. Repealing the filibuster is a really stupid idea right now, but that's their only chance because they need to ram through their progressive agenda before they lose the majorities. And the only way they know how to is not by popular demand and popular support from the people, but by ramming it through, having us mad about it, and then getting adjusted to it later on. That's all they have left? State of desperation. It's kind of fun to watch, isn't it? Lots more coming up. Stay here. The Voice of Reason with Andy Hoosier. Hey, it's Andy Hoosier with The Voice of Reason. Fighting for conservative principles seems more difficult all the time. The progressive left seems to find new and creative ways to limit freedom, abuse power, and trample the Constitution each and every day. That's why we need the knowledge, resources, and common sense to push back. And we can help with that. Visit our website at HoosierReason.com. There's some really great stuff for you. You can read the latest blog discussing topical issues and current events. Let us know your thoughts by filling out our monthly survey. Keep track of what I might be doing or where I may be speaking. Listen to the podcast of your favorite guest or show. And check out our latest Voice of Reason product infomercials. Plus, you can find upcoming show schedules and guest lineups to plan your radio listening appropriately. And finally, make sure to become a Hoosier-holic by subscribing to the free newsletter. Stay up to date on the latest news of the show, fun facts of the month, and learn new ways to defend and preserve this great republic. It's all there at HoosierReason.com. Again, HoosierReason.com. Go check it out. Why? Because it's kind of the reasonable thing to do. Hey, it's Andy Hoosier. Want to reach out to the show? A big part of the program is you, and we want to hear from you. Let us know your thoughts of the show, maybe a guest we've had on the program, or my favorite, when you disagree with something that I talk about. You can email me at HoosierMediaNetwork at gmail.com or send us a message through our website at HoosierReason.com. The show's not about me. It's about you. So be heard and be your own voice of reason. Again, email me at HoosierMediaNetwork at gmail.com or find our contact information at HoosierReason.com. Miss 
part of the show? Don't worry about it. There's plenty of ways to catch the program. And here's how you can do it. First, make sure to tune in every day right here on your favorite radio station. We're here for you. Second, subscribe to the podcast on any of your favorite sites. YouTube and iTunes, Spotify and Google Play, TuneIn, Podbean, and more. Have the show automatically downloaded to your favorite device. Last, visit our website at HoosierReason.com. You can listen to the podcast, catch our special features, and more. It's the voice of reason on radio, TV, and online, helping you defend and preserve this great republic. You're listening to The Voice of Reason with Andy Hoosier. I'm telling you, some more losses they could expect here relatively soon could be this Roe v. Wade, this abortion issue. I usually don't like to talk about it just because, like, it's such one of those emotional things that you're not going to win people over one way or the other. I have my faith. I have my views. I don't like abortion. I would like to see it stopped. I would like to see it go back down to the statewide level, and I think the Supreme Court's going to do that. Uh, but I don't talk about it much on the program just because it's it's one of those social issues to where, you know, people have their opinion and it's never going to change one way or the other. And, you know, you can promote your faith, you can promote your views, which I do, but it's not one of those where I try to make it into a controversial thing because it's already controversial just in itself. But I will say I am absolutely loving the live feed right now. Let me see if I can update this. Uh, the live feed with so many people at the rally out there. This is one of those, again, where... They say that they had this million man march and that the Democrats get all these people to do all this change. And, you know, they show up and actually are the activists in the communities. And guess what? If you would just actually watch this, now the media is not covering it. I have not heard a single top of the hour news report on a radio station around the country that says, oh, look at these hundreds of thousands of people show up to the March for Life rally. It's the 49th annual one going on right now, and the Supreme Court right now is discussing the issue of Roe v. Wade on whether the federal government has the right to actually uh, uh, ban it or allow it or put it back down at the statewide level. And this is going to be a major landmark thing. Now, again, you you don't repeal Roe v. Wade. You don't change it. It's the Roe v. Wade is the legal challenge, is the legal court um, a court hearing, court case that made the decision. So what you do is you have a new case that builds upon that that says, you know what, that one's null and void, and now you can go back to the states or you do whatever, we change the law, or no, we uphold this one because this one makes sense based on the decision that they made back then. Uh, and then states can go back and try and do what they do as well. Obviously, they tried to stop the stricter abortion laws that came out of Texas, and they were upheld. Which means we have a very good chance of seeing something major on the national level happen. And again, the Democrats are losing their minds. And of course, they're going to use the emotional arguments of, oh, this is unfair and it's women's rights and so on and so forth. But we as Republicans, I got to remind you, I feel like one of those, again, drama girls that are like in the, uh, you know, standing up on stage. We as American uh, Republican people, we have a job right now. We have a laundry list of what we have to focus on, and we have a way that we need to focus on these issues by bringing the facts, bringing the truth to the conversation, but then putting the emotion behind it. And I'm telling you right now, I think we have a very good chance of doing that because I've never seen so many active, politically engaged women around the country. I'm talking about women that are running for office. I'm talking about mama bears that are pissed off at the school boards in your local community for masks or vaccine mandates for your kids. I'm talking about active and pissed off parents about the the, uh, CTR, the critical race theory that's going into the public schools right now. I'm talking about the abortion issue. I'm talking about self-defense for the families and for the parents and for the mom that is carrying the kids around in the grocery store with them and concerned about their livelihood. I see more actively engaged women now than I've ever seen in my entire life. And it's amazing. 
It is so cool to see. And I'm seeing it on our show here. It's really great to see. And with that many active women, the mama bears that are coming out and saying, "Uh, uh-uh, you're not going to take the rights away as a woman, but you're also not going to take the right for my child to actually live away. You're not going to take away the safety and security of my family. You're not going to take the security economically from my family. I'm going to run for office. I'm going to go after the school board. I'm going to do whatever. I'm seeing that now more than anything, and it warms my heart because when mama bears have a goal and when they have something set in mind and they choose and they decide to do something, there's no turning back from it. Unless, of course, where you want to eat for dinner. <laughs> See what I did there? See, that's a joke. <laughs> Can't decide where you want to eat, but by golly, if you have your kids actually having their rights taken away and be forced to wear masks, you can bet your you-know-what that the parents and the moms are going to be showing up at the school board and making a very loud scene about that one. And I say good on you. When we come back, I'm going to shift gears a little bit here. Uh, Alexis Fergosa, she'll be joining us uh, as well to talk a little bit about that. The Center for Family and Human Rights. What's going on with the latest uh, rally, the March for Life rally that's going on in Washington, D.C.? Well, how has the Biden administration been handling some of these issues and what could we expect moving forward in the future with his administration and beyond that as well? It's The Voice of Reason. It's a Friday. Let's wrap up on a positive note here and have a little fun. What do you say? Stay right here on The Voice of Reason. The Voice of Reason with Andy Hoosier. Hey, it's Andy Hoosier. While you listen to the delightful broadcast of The Voice of Reason, don't forget to check us out and follow us on all of our social media sites. Whether you're using Facebook, YouTube, Twitter, Minds.com, or Instagram, we're there for you. Find us at Hoosier Reason on any of your social media platforms. You'll see special commentary, links to the articles and news that we use on the show, and videos of the broadcast. Plus, you can directly send us a message on social media during the show to let me know your thoughts. Many already do, and it's a great chat room for all of our great listeners. And you can always sign up for the Patreon site to get exclusive content, maybe hear show products before we air them on the radio, and a lot more. And when you support us on Patreon, you also help the show be able to fight for conservative values each and every day. So it's a win-win. Just find us at Hoosier Reason on all of your social media platforms, or you can find a link to all of our social media sites on our website at HoosierReason.com. We know you're on social media already, so bring some reason into your day. Why? Because it's kind of the reasonable thing to do. When Reason Meets Radio. You're listening to The Voice of Reason with Andy Hoosier. Welcome back into the program halfway through the show already. Good golly, fastest hour of radio on radio. Your political therapist trying to release your pent-up frustrations from the political world. Let me therapy you each and every day. Trying to cram that 10 pounds of reason into that 5-pound bag. Trying to rebrand the millennial generation one radio listener at a time. We are all over the place. Find us on our social media. Would love to have you follow us. It's at Hoosier Reason, H-O-O-S-E-R Reason, on every one of the social media sites. Facebook, YouTube, Twitter, Twitch.tv, Instagram, TikTok, OurFreedomBook.com, Parlor, Minds.com. I don't have a getter yet. I need to get getter so that way I can get her the get. (laughs) See what we did there again? On a roll today. (laughs) <laughs> I don't have Getter yet, but I think I will be getting it here relatively soon. So Alexis with the Center for Family and Human Rights, I tried to call her, was not able to get a hold. She is actually speaking at the March for Life right now, the Rally for Life in Washington, D.C. So we're going to get her on probably Monday 
and do a recap of how the rally actually went. But we tried to get her on, and she's not available because they moved things around. And, yeah, she's actually speaking at the event there in Washington, D.C. as we speak. So that's awesome. We give her kudos for that one, and we'll get her on the show here relatively soon. So it's just you and I chit in the chat today. Not a big deal because there's plenty to talk about, including this. Uh, in the last segment, we talked about you having the power to actually do stuff, and when you upset the mama bear especially, and the mom wants to come out and actually change things, hold on to your britches because I tell you, uh, just for my personal experience, I have the power in my house. I control and dominate the household. I make the household decisions. I let people know what's going on for dinner. I let them know what's going on in their whatever. I am is the man of the house. I make those decisions as long as my wife allows me to do so. <laughs> so see, I've only been married for, actually, we're coming up on 10 years of our marriage now. We've been dating for however long we, we were high school sweethearts. For those that don't know, some of the new listeners on Opslands, which first off, welcome aboard to the family. Yes, uh, my wife and I were high school sweethearts. We've been dating for like, I don't know, 15, 16 years. We're coming up on our 10-year marriage anniversary. Yeah. Yeah, kind of crazy. So I have learned very quickly that I dominate that household when she allows me because you upset her. No one is happy. You keep the wife happy, you keep the life happy. That's been the way it goes, and we're just going to stick with that one. And I've realized that when she makes a decision, then her mind is made up. And a lot of women are like that. And you know what? There's nothing wrong with it. I like that strong will. That's what I fell in love with with her. I like the strong will. I don't like the mousy, like, oh, just whatever you say, okay. No, I don't like that. It drives me nuts. I want the stern. I want the strong. Be able to take care of yourself. Let's work together here. Let's dominate the world. Because we need people like that. And it's getting harder and harder to find people like that because we're so complacent and we just roll over, especially whenever the government tells us stuff. Is that the most frustrating part of all of it? When the government says something, oh, okay, and then we go to the bar, can you believe what they did? I can't deal with this crap. But we don't do anything about it. We don't stand up against it. And COVID has been the great test for us with this. The COVID pandemic over the last two years, we rolled over at first. We don't know what we're dealing with here. This sounds really scary. It sounds like we could be dying from this. We don't know what's going on. Let's go ahead and quarantine. Let's go ahead and shut our business down. Let's go ahead and stay at home. Let's go ahead and mask. Let's go ahead and quarantine. Whatever we're going to do. Social distance, all this other crap. When was the last time you heard about social distancing? Yeah. When was the last time you heard about contact tracing? Remember that one? Contact tracing. Oh, we're going to not only just talk to you, but we're going to talk to everybody you've been around and contact trace them to make sure to let them know. We're going to stop this dead in the tracks. See how well that worked out. Then we realized protests were going on in the streets, and the doctors themselves were like, yeah, they're outside, and you know what? They're fighting for something important, so you know what? Then we'll give them a free pass. You're not allowed to open up your business, but we'll give them a free pass to go and destroy your business when they're protesting. That's cool. All the power to you. You know what? Power to the people because you guys are actually fighting for something important. If you're trying to live and make a living, not allowed to do that. Need to shut you down. Just hope the government will send you a check. We had to deal with that for almost a year. Then it was the vaccines. You know what? You can start getting back to normal if you wear three masks and you vaccinate yourself. Then it was the two vaccinations. Then it was the two vaccinations with a booster. Now we're about ready to go on two vaccinations with two boosters. Because it just goes on and on and on. And finally, a lot of people are standing up and saying, I'm really done with this crap. I'm not listening to you, and I'm just not going to comply. I'm not going to do it. And that's a good thing, because when the mama bear has risen up, and I use that as the example, but it's not just moms, it's everybody here, uh, men and women, but when we finally just stand up and say, I'm done, I'm not doing it, I'm cutting that tie, I'm doing my own thing. It's when things start to change a little bit. And what have you noticed when we finally started to do that a few months ago? What started to happen nationwide? 
nationwide. We've had the OSHA mandates back off with the U.S. Supreme Court and fail. We just had the headline today that the federal employee vaccine mandate failed through the Biden administration through their executive action. Then we started questioning, wait a second, uh, you're saying 800,000 people have died from COVID-19. Is that dying from COVID-19 or is that just people dying that had COVID-19 in their system? They tried to say, oh, don't be talking about any of those conspiracy theories, Andy. Don't be saying, obviously this is set science. How many people are hospitalized? Hospitalizations are up with COVID patients. Are they people that are hospitalized because of COVID or are they a cancer patient that got tested positive for COVID? Now you're considering them a COVID patient because we found out very early on that hospitals were getting incentives for the number of COVID patients going through the door, the number of hospitalized patients with COVID-19 and the number of people that have died with COVID on their death certificate. Then we found out that they had at least four comorbidities that killed them. Then we found out that maybe COVID wasn't the thing actually killing. So that 800,000 is actually a lot lower. The case numbers are obviously a lot higher because it's airborne. You're not going to test everybody. I had a flu like two weeks ago. Did I go and get tested? No, I didn't. Did I have COVID? Maybe I had the Omicron variant. I don't know. I had sniffles. I couldn't tell whether I was going to die from COVID or actually have a you know a cold because it's cold outside and that I get better in the next couple days. I couldn't tell. Had no, had no clue whether I was going to die in my bed or whether I was just going to have the sniffles and just be miserable for a day or two and then get back well. And guess what happened? And I never got tested. How many people went through the two years and never got tested? Cases are up higher, which is not a bad thing. I don't care about case numbers, honestly. Case numbers are up. Deaths and hospitalizations are down. And now here's the headline from the OCR, uh, the Orange County Register, Orange uh, OCRregister.com. Number of patients hospitalized with the phrase with COVID as opposed to for COVID is beginning to change. Yeah. yeah. What does that mean that we've caught on to their game and that anybody with a COVID testing positive doesn't mean that they're in severe um, symptoms with COVID. That just means they have COVID in their system. And we're starting to recognize. I'm telling you, every fight and every victor that we've had to have as a conservative movement We've had to fight tooth and nail for every inch that we've gained. And we don't gain a whole lot. Because as I said a few days ago, when Republicans do get some momentum, we find a really crafty, creative way to screw it up from ourselves. Not Democrats stopping it from us, but us screwing it up ourselves. Because we get one or two of those or three of those moderate hack Republicans that pretend to be Republican but agree with Democrats 80% of the time. And then they screw up our policy when we have just enough votes to make it happen. And they're the ones that stop it. Which can't happen, by the way, going into the midterm elections this year because we're in a really good position. Let's not screw it up. Just throwing that out there. But we've had to fight every inch because it's so easy for the progressives. Fear politics, fear versus education. I talked about that during Mark Walter's show earlier today with Armed American Radio. Fear versus education. When you are educated on something, you no longer fear it. When you don't have all the information, then you fear it because you fear the unknown. That just goes with COVID, that goes with guns, that goes with religions, that goes with cultures, that goes with a lot of stuff. When we don't fear, or when we don't uh, know it and we're not educated on it or understand it, then we fear it because it's fear of the unknown. With COVID, we had no clue what we were dealing with, so we were scared for the first year and a half, or first year, I guess, maybe eight months, whatever, until we realized what was going on. We 
educated ourselves on it, then we weren't fearful of it. The other ones that refuse to put the blinders on and just listen to whatever the government says or whatever Fauci says, they're still fearful. You want to know who they are? They're the ones wearing two or three masks outside that still sanitize their hands with uh, uh, hand sanitizer every five minutes and spray themselves down with Lysol because they're terrified. Us, let's get back to business. Let's get back to work as normal, can't we? And we've had to fight. So then they had to change their tone. Well, we need the booster. Well, why? Because you can still get it. You can still spread it with a vaccine. So why does it matter? Well, no, you can't. So they tried to silence on that one. Now we're starting to call out Fauci on his finances, which my senator here in Kansas did. Thank God for him. Uh, Rand Paul's been calling him out for his uh, uh, with his uh, gain of function that they've been funding in Wuhan and realize he was tied to that. We're starting to learn all the nice little financials. All oh, the government gets little perks whenever someone gets a vaccine. Oh, guess what? We're just giving into whatever they want for the power and control. Guess what? People are waking up. So now we're starting to force them to change the hospitalizations with COVID or for COVID. And for the other side of the aisle that may be a little slow on the up and up here, if you're hospitalized with COVID, that means you could have a serious illness for breaking your leg and yet you test positive for COVID. So you're in the hospital with COVID, but it's not your main symptom. If you're hospitalized for COVID, that means COVID's what's actually causing you to be in the hospital. And those are very rare, at least less than what they're actually saying for the number of hospitalization rates. On Drudge Report, which I do not use for a reporting system anymore or use for news sites really anymore, but I go on to see what stupid stuff they're saying because they're not the most conservative site anymore. They still have the daily COVID-19 cases versus the daily COVID-19 deaths, and they're comparing it between this year and last year. And again, I said this like a week ago. We're going to start doing this as a weekly segment. They have right now COVID cases in the U.S. for 2022 at this time of the year at 748,000 cases for this year in 2022. 748,000 cases in the 21st of January. Compared to this time last year at 185,000. We're up six, what is that, five, six times? Deaths. How many deaths? Oh, yeah, less than half. 2,672 versus last year's 4,380. So we're up six times the amount of cases and we're down 50% for the number of deaths. Does that say anything? That means we don't care. We've already reached herd immunity. The Omicron variant is less severe so we can get it. We can build up our antibodies and get an immunity to it. So that way we can fight this off when we get it. And less people are dying. But the fear is still there. So they're forced to change their narrative because, again, with the failures of the Biden administration, they're trying to find the light side to look like they're doing something. With Andy Hoosier. Hey, it's Andy Hoosier with The Voice of Reason. Fighting for conservative principles seems more difficult all the time. The progressive left seems to find new and creative ways to limit freedom, abuse power, and trample the Constitution each and every day. That's why we need the knowledge, resources, and common sense to push back. And we can help with that. Visit our website at HoosierReason.com. There's some really great stuff for you. You can read the latest blog discussing topical issues and current events. Let us know your thoughts by filling out our monthly survey. Keep track of what I might be doing or where I may be speaking. Listen to the podcast of your favorite guest or show. And check out our latest Voice of Reason product infomercials. Plus, you can find upcoming show schedules and guest lineups to plan your radio listening appropriately. And finally, make sure to become a Hoosier-holic by subscribing to the free newsletter. Stay up to date on the latest news of the show, fun facts of the month, and learn new ways to defend and preserve this great republic. It's all there at HoosierReason.com. Again, HoosierReason.com. Go check it out. Why? 
because it's kind of the reasonable thing to do. Miss part of the show? Don't worry about it. There's plenty of ways to catch the program, and here's how you can do it. First, make sure to tune in every day right here on your favorite radio station. We're here for you. Second, subscribe to the podcast on any of your favorite sites. YouTube and iTunes, Spotify and Google Play, TuneIn, Podbean, and more. Have the show automatically downloaded to your favorite device. Last, visit our website at HoosierReason.com. You can listen to the podcast, catch our special features, and more. It's the voice of reason on radio, TV, and online, helping you defend and preserve this great republic. Hey, it's Andy Hoosier. Want to reach out to the show? A big part of the program is you, and we want to hear from you. Let us know your thoughts of the show, maybe a guest we've had on the program, or my favorite, when you disagree with something that I talk about. You can email me at network at gmail.com or send us a message through our website at hoosierreason.com. The show's not about me. It's about you. So be heard and be your own voice of reason. Again, email me at network at gmail.com or find our contact information at hoosierreason.com. You're listening to The Voice of Reason with Andy Hoosier. Welcome back into the program. Thanks for hanging out with us today on a Friday. You finally made it. End of the week. Go enjoy. What did Jen Saki say? Go have a uh, margarita. Get ready to fight. You know what? We're fighting. Well, they're taking the week off because they had a really, really bad week. I mean, they had a re- there was at least four or five things that went wrong for the Biden administration this just this week alone. They're trying to lick their wounds and recover. We're out there rocking it. We got almost a million people out there at the March for Life rally going on in Washington, D.C. as we speak, just killing it, showing how important these issues actually are. We're not giving up. We have the momentum. Keep it rolling, and you make that difference. I've talked about so many times on this program that I am just the catalyst. All I want to be, I don't want to be like super whatever. I just want to be the catalyst for you to be like, oh, well, I can do things in my local community because things are done at the grassroots level. They're done at the local level and you can make that change. Uh, I got to laugh. I was looking through some of the comments on the on the live streams and some of the comments from people, which is awesome. So appreciate that very much. And uh, Lisa was on there about uh, mentioning how it had a sinus infection tested positive for covid, which, you know, yeah, again, either you're going to die from covid or you got a sniffle. Not sure which one. <laughs> uh. It's so ridiculous, but then got sent home without anything. I didn't give her any antibiotics or anything. Uh, that's weird. You would think like, wow, there's different drugs you can give, like maybe hydroxychloroquine. Uh, oh, I said it, which means I'm probably going to get banned now. I'm terribly sorry, Opsalens, for uh, doing that. I don't want you to get censored because of my comment. Or uh, the other one, Iver, you know what I'm talking about. Yeah, I know, I know, I know. Or you could just do the normal thing and just boost yourself up with crazy amount of vitamins like vitamin D3, magnesium, and iron. Those vitamin D3 that like 80% of the population short on, that helps immune system and boosting your immune system. It specifically helps boost your immune system for things in your lungs like pneumonia. Now, I don't know about you, but there's some type of random virus floating around that causes pneumonia-like symptoms and attacks your lungs. Might be good to boost up on a vitamin that specifically boosts your immune system and specifically boosts your immune system for lung issues like pneumonia-like symptoms. I don't know. That's a crazy thing. And then you need, of course, the magnesium and iron to be able to, or the zinc, I'm sorry, magnesium and zinc to break that down and actually have it work uh, in its best state for you to do so. You take a high dose of those, it doesn't hurt you, it's vitamins, and you'll be fine. I'm not, well, okay, check with your local family physician. But it's wild they didn't even give you anything. Very strange. Oh, you want the vaccine? Sorry, you already got it. You should have got it before. Now you're going to die. 
you got so many other people saying out there that you're going to die. Apparently, we're all going to anyways. I don't know if you saw or not, but there is a uh, the doomsday clock from the scientists, from the experts, from the economic and the scientists and everybody else that's like looking at when humanity is going to end. We're apparently getting very, very close to the end because the doomsday clock watchers, that what you call them now, doomsday clock watchers, they've come out with the latest on when the world is going to end, and they released that earlier as well. Today the members of the Science and Security Board find the world to be no safer than it was last year at this time, and therefore have decided to set the doomsday clock at 100 seconds to midnight. Now, I don't know what that means, 100 seconds to 12 o'clock, but it probably doesn't sound good. I know that we were within, what they say, that we were in like an hour of the doomsday clock before, or half an hour of the doomsday clock, like the end clicking up to 12, and 12 meaning like the end of humanity because of war, or because of famine, or because of whatever else that was going to end humanity. But we are now not even within an hour away. We're within 100 seconds away. That's what, like less than two minutes? So I don't know what that's supposed to mean time frame-wise, but... Apparently, we're getting closer, and we're no safer this year than what we were last year, which, again, I guess you could knock it off. Another hit for the Biden administration. A lo- I mean, losing. Man. It's had a bad week, man. Bad week for the Biden administration. Just left and right, couldn't get anything going on there. Uh, but we're apparently closer. The Biden administration has not saved us from the end of humanity in any way, shape, or form, and we have to do it ourselves. Again, the only way, stop looking to the government for the answers. Stop looking to the government to solve your problems. I know I'm talking to the right crowd here, and I'm kind of doing it in a rhetorical sense for you because you get it. There are some on the other side, though, because I get your hate emails. I know. Don't look to the government for your solutions. Crime rates right now, I bring it back to the earlier story, hate crimes right now are up massively. Even people with sexual orientations or Muslims or Jews, hate crimes are up in New York City. Your party's leading them. Stop looking to the government to solve that issue. Go buy a perch and purchase a firearm. Go get a concealed carry permit and protect yourself so that way the hate crime doesn't happen. And you can do a hashtag not me instead of a hashtag me too. I know it's a wild concept playing the victim and you know, actually taking personal responsibility and getting away from the victimized state of mind. And I know that's what the Democrats love because they get more control from you. But stop it. Just don't do it. Wake the hell up. Do something for yourself. Stand on your own two legs and actually do something. Be proud of yourself. And guess what? A lot of your problems will go away from the start. That does it for us today. Podcast up in just a little bit. We're back at it on Monday for an entirely new week. We have a lot more guests coming up. And I can't wait to talk to them when we come back. Until then, have a great weekend. This is The Voice of Reason. I'm Andy Hoosier. We'll see you on the radio. Hey, it's Andy Hoosier. While you listen to the delightful broadcast of The Voice of Reason, don't forget to check us out and follow us on all of our social media sites. Whether you're using Facebook, YouTube, Twitter, Minds.com, or Instagram, we're there for you. Find us at Hoosier Reason on any of your social media platforms. You'll see special commentary, links to the articles and news that we use on the show, and videos of the broadcast. Plus, you can directly send us a message on social media during the show to let me know your thoughts. Many already do, and it's a great chat room for all of our great listeners. And you can always sign up for the Patreon site to get exclusive content, maybe hear show products before we air them on the radio, and a lot more. And when you support us on Patreon, you also help the show be able to fight for conservative values each and every day. So it's a win-win. Just find us at Hoosier Reason on all of your social media platforms, or you can find a link to all of our social media sites on our website at HoosierReason.com. We know you're on social media already, so bring some reason into your day. Why? Because it's kind of the reasonable thing to do.